Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. to popcorn for dinner this is jeff and kelly a new month means a new theme here on popcorn for dinner and uh for june we are doing something (laughs) a little more out of left field Mm -hmm. than normal you know it's not a uh genre or an actor or a director or anything specific like that Mm -hmm. uh instead we're sort of going with a feature of a movie you know what i mean i, I, guess, I couldn't yeah. quite think of how to necessarily a... describe it it's like when when you hear it you know mm-hmm. or when you see it you know but it's not necessarily something where it's like a a, a real genre itself yeah. i don't think because really you could do any kind of movie yeah with this sort of thing uh but the theme of the month for june is ensemble movie month Yes. Essentially, the bigger the cast, the better. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to grab movies that have, you know, just a whole bunch of people in it uh, that, you know, are sort of all at that same level, you know, mm-hmm. like where there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of folks in it. Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of an interesting Lots concept. Stories overlapping. And, yeah. yeah. Or, or at the very least, if it's one big story, lots of different characters and viewpoints and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, so it, it should be fun. And it's definitely not something where I have any particular preconceived notions as to you know what they might be yeah you know like if it was something more specific you know like an action movie or you know things Mm -hmm. of that type i'd be like oh okay i kind of know what we're in for (laughs) uh but in this case it can kind of it can kind of go a lot of different ways yeah so first up for ensemble movie month is uh a movie that i have definitely seen before a few times movie i own as well Mm -hmm. definitely uh Big fan of it pretty much since it came out, but a movie that you had never seen before. I had not. I feel like there was like little bits and pieces throughout that I was like, I remember that from the trailer or I think Mm -hmm. I may have seen like that scene or something. But yeah, as a whole, had not seen it. Mm -hmm. And as a whole, it is a ridiculous movie it's It's, uh it was a trip (laughs) there's uh there's something to it that is just so uniquely these guys yeah uh and so (laughs) just to jump into it the movie that we are talking about for this week is the 2008 black comedy crime film burn after reading the (laughs) coen brothers Mm -hmm. probably uh other than annie hall probably the highest brow movie we've had on the show you know what i mean uh even though truthfully in their like 
canon in the mm-hmm. Coen brothers, you know, lexicon, I don't know if you would consider this one to be one of the higher brow ones. <laughs> I, I have a um, feeling not. <laughs> yeah, like all of their movies tend to have some humor in them in mm-hmm. one way or another. It's hard to really pin down too many of them as just comedies, you know? Yeah. It's like Big Lebowski for sure. Yes. Um, you know, and then that's really it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard to really go into. Or, or Raising Arizona is definitely definitely a comedy. That's one we might need to watch for this because it's early Nick Cage. It's ooh, okay. It's good stuff, but that one very much. I guess Oh Brother Where Art Thou is pretty comedic it's a, it's all a the way through. Dramedy. Yeah, I, I guess. mean, I guess so. I just feel like with that movie specifically, the performances yeah. are just they're well, so. <laughs> Hail Caesar. I was thinking that too. Hail Caesar might be kind of considered that as well. Yeah, that's um, that's a little bit more highbrow, I feel, than this one. Perhaps at least, uh, at least in terms of some of the the jokes themselves and yeah. the like. Oh man, we just really got to jump into uh, what this movie really is. And uh, to do that, I will detour real quick <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like this movie is such a great example of it. I have seen, I believe five coen brothers movies in theaters i know you and i have seen hail caesar Mm -hmm. and then did we both go and see true grit right Mm -hmm. okay um and also i've seen um inside lewin davis uh no country for old men when it first came out this burn after reading as well and i feel like (laughs) maybe other than um true grit I feel like every single one of those movies, as soon as the movie was over, I can tell you for certain that this happened in No Country for Old Men (laughs) and this movie, uh, going to see it, movie ends, somebody sitting nearby me says something to the effect of, well, that was a huge waste of time. You know, it's and it's so funny because both times or every time, anytime it's happened, I've been sitting there like, man, I loved that. And then hearing someone else say out loud, like, what the fuck was the point of all of that? Yeah. And it's like this movie, I feel like is is the ultimate version of that Mm -hmm. for their movies. And I feel like I kind of loved it. The whole the whole goddamn thing, like starting off, honestly, because, you know, it's something that you do. When there's a movie that you really like and you're showing it to somebody mm-hmm. is that horrible sort of beginning feeling of like, is this is this catching them fast enough? You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it mm-hmm. really getting their attention or is it, like, is it a little boring or is it taking a little <laughs> while to get into it? And I feel like this one a little bit, I think it took a little bit too long watching it again this time to get to. Francis McDormand and Brad Pitt. Yeah. I felt like they maybe kind of needed to come in a little bit quicker because it was a lot of. Uh, Tilda Swinton and John Malkovich at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, I guess just real quick to go down this fucking cast list because yeah. Ensemble Month, uh, starting from the top here: George Clooney, Francis McDormand, Brad Pitt, John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, and J.K. Simmons. I mean, there's other people in it as well, but yeah. just those those as this this seven. yeah those seven. Every single one of them, I feel, gives a like possible career high performance mm-hmm. you know what i mean like even the tiniest little bit for like, jk simmons like he's not was, in it a lot no but holy oh shit oh my god holy shit like he the, was like my favorite part of the movie <laughs> it's it's amazing uh-huh. uh, the, the, the fact that it's a just, shame that he doesn't come until the end <laughs> yeah really um but that's kind of what makes it so great and one of mm-hmm. one of my last notes 
is I was I wrote it's like the whole movie is a setup for the punchline that is that final scene. Yeah. You know, there is uh an earlier scene with them with JK Simmons that comes in like, the, mm-hmm. like he shows up at one point and then there's another like maybe 20 minutes of the rest of the movie yeah. and then it comes back to him again. Both of the scenes are wonderful. He is so perfect in it and, and his reactions <laughs> to everything are so dead on. And no one else could have done it better. Yeah, absolutely not. I can't imagine anybody else playing his role. I can't yeah. imagine anybody else playing any of these roles. Apparently, in in my tiny little bit of research, <laughs> the Coen brothers wrote every character for everyone that's in it other than Tilda Swinton. She was the only one that they like cast okay. afterwards where it was like, okay, we wrote the script. We have this character. Who should play it? I guess Tilda Swinton. Everybody else, though, it's like, oh, yeah. Clooney, yep. Pitt, yep. Francis, every it just it's it's so perfect. It really is. So unbelievably perfect. And, and it <laughs> shows how well they know all those actors too. Oh god, and, yeah. like the mannerisms of the characters, like that was one of my first notes was just how perfectly George Clooney fit into that that role. Oh, it was yes. like that's just him. Uh-huh. It's perfect. I wrote I just wrote Clooney's goddamn face twitching. And that, that was all I could really put down is just like he's so just like paranoid and nervous and like everybody in this movie essentially is an idiot mm-hmm. in one way or another. Really like the only one who sort of isn't is Malkovich yeah. as as Ozzy, the, the CIA analyst. And yeah. it's like he's just he's, an alcoholic. Yeah, it's like he's not an idiot in the sense of like he's clearly well uh, educated and shit. You know, he goes to mm-hmm. his Princeton reunion and he's, you know, super fucking pretentious with the way he pronounces everything. His mm-hmm. memoirs oh. and the. Uh, and the cheeses and everything, and that fucking uh, that the way that he talks to Clooney mm-hmm. when he's like, "Oh, I got a, uh, I got a, a lactose reflux or something," and yeah. he's like, "Do you have? Are you lactose intolerant or do you have acid reflux? They're different things." Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, this guy is such a pretentious <laughs> twat, and it's perfect. Like yeah. he, he I, again, I couldn't imagine anyone other than Malkovich being able to play that part <laughs> and be so, so, so hateable, yeah. <laughs> like so easily hateable as this guy. And yet also so entertaining to watch him lose his shit mm-hmm. over all of these idiots around him. The way he phrased it later in the movie, the league of morons, <laughs> uh, that is just such the perfect descriptor for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's astounding, honestly, <laughs> but Clooney, I honestly think this might be one of my favorite performances of his. Yeah. Like, just flat out. Like, like nothing which is, else. Which is crazy, because we've seen him, like, even just the movies that, like, you and I have seen yeah, that yeah, he's in. Yeah. He's great. Like, I honestly really, really like Clooney. I know that mm-hmm. there, there was probably a time in the 90s when people were like, oh, pretty boy Clooney or something. <laughs> but as soon as you see him in any of these Coen Brothers flicks or anything mm-hmm. like that, you suddenly realize like, oh, my God, same with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, he's great in other shit, too. I know we've talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he's just so goddamn good. Oh, my God. Uh, so I <laughs> you know, knew that he was good all mm-hmm. along. But there's just that same vibe of like, like the the super handsome leading man <laughs> kind of guy mm-hmm. who when they come to a Coen Brothers movie, it's like, here's the idiot you're playing this time. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're just like, well, OK, this is what we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how it works here. There was a great little bit 
uh, on Wikipedia. So, you know, um, hopefully it's maybe a little bit uh, grain of salt. Yeah, that that kind of thing. But uh, (laughs) it was just such a great little thing here where Brad Pitt asked the Coens. He was like, I don't know how to play Chad just because he's such an idiot. And then Brad Pitt's (laughs) quote is there was a pause. And then Joel goes, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just like, and it's true. Like he, he's probably a insanely smart dude, Mm -hmm. but holy shit. Can he play fucking morons? Yeah, he can. So well, (laughs) it's, it's astounding. And I, I, it's, it's almost tough to even go through the plot of this movie because it's so purposefully like like a labyrinth of mm-hmm. just like why is anyone doing like there's no <laughs> there's no real push from from one idea to the next mm-hmm. but not because it's like poorly written or it got you know scenes cut out or something like that but simply because these characters are just so <laughs> stupid <laughs> that the things that they do there's just no rhyme or reason to them yeah like easily one of my favorite 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 things in this movie is that like hard cut from them because like okay well let me real quick i'm gonna jump on imdb to to explain what the plot of the movie is in case anybody hasn't uh you know heard about it at all or anything uh but the plot according to imdb is uh, a disc containing mysterious information from a cia agent ends up in the hands of two unscrupulous and daft gym employees who attempt to sell it. And essentially, yes. Yeah. There's a lot more to it, because mm-hmm. in that, they're really only describing, like, three people. They're describing yeah. Malkovich, who's the CIA agent. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt and Francis McDormand as the gym employees. Yes. There's Tilda Swinton as uh, Malkovich's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard for me to go through with character names, because yeah. they're just so distinctive to me as these actors and actresses. Uh, but it, Tilda Swinton plays Malkovich's wife, who is going to divorce him because she is cheating on him with George Clooney's character, who is cheating on his wife with Tilda Swinton. And a bunch of other yeah, women. Yeah, and tons of other women that he meets online, including Frances McDormand later into the movie. <laughs> he starts dating her. Um, so hysteric. It's, it's such a farce kind of movie where it's just like there's misinformation flying around everybody's lying to everybody mm-hmm. else nobody really knows what's happening yeah. <laughs> and it's just like nonsense front to back but it's all set and it's like almost played completely straight as like a political spy thriller yeah <laughs> you know like the the music i was reading about it how they were like it's got to be insanely like self-important like just drums, you know, like dun, 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 dun. you know, it's got to make it seem like it's life or death mm-hmm. when it's really just a bunch of morons running around with stuff they don't understand. Yeah, and and you know, people being followed, and you think like, oh, oh it's serious <laughs> spy business. And it's like, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> almost nothing at the end of it has anything to do with spies, <laughs> despite the CIA being a main part of the movie. Yeah, like I think it's perfect in how. It like ribs the spy thriller in a way where it's like, (laughs) like if you watch this movie with the sound off, 
save for maybe the scene where George Clooney shows off the thing he's been building <laughs> to Francis McDormand <laughs> or the later scene where he destroys it with a sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I feel like you could watch this movie with the sound off and be like, this is just a spy thriller, right? Like there's the cars following and there's a mm-hmm. helicopter and oh, there's something on that disc and there's mm-hmm. there's real things happening. And it's like, no, none of it is real. <laughs> it's it's so hysterical. Like the the in that descriptor, the CIA, the disc containing mysterious information is simply just Malkovich's like financial records, like his own personal bank records mm-hmm. and a chunk of his memoirs. Yeah. You know, and that's all it is. There's no deep state secrets yeah. <laughs> or anything like that. But because Linda and Chad are such idiots, they just see the they just see numbers like that. That's one of my favorite things about those two like that mm-hmm. duo Chad and Linda is the fact that like they are <laughs> they like they are idiots they're total rubes yeah like uh <laughs> her her laugh during the movie when when they go to see the two times in the movie that she goes and sees that like shitty Dermot Mulroney movie yeah like that guffaw mm-hmm. that he's like I was like she's such a rube like she's playing it so perfectly of just like oh my god this lady has no idea what's going on uh but her and and Brad Pitt together like they just it's like a it's like a loop like a feedback loop yeah where it's like he just looks at this thing with numbers and he's like look fucking shit fucking numbers and shit numbers dates numbers this is secret cia shit like all he's seeing is numbers all he has said is that there's numbers and shit and shit and he is completely convinced that it is that is total secret like world ending cia shit and linda is just like absolutely yep and then later in the movie when they first call ozzy late at night to Mm -hmm. try to like see if he would give them a reward for giving it back uh, and then once he yells at them and they hang up on him, they start talking to each other about like what they think Ozzy is thinking. Mm-hmm. And they immediately assume that they're right and start <laughs> planning accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just so funny that it's like they have they know nothing yeah. about what they're dealing with. And they're so sure <laughs> that it is it's just so fun to watch yes. like how are you oh my god You're so <laughs> confidently incorrect yes insanely <laughs> oh my goodness that's like did it take a little while to sort of see where the whole th- like where it was kind of going you know what i mean like in that sense of like oh oh this is all a huge misunderstanding like this whole movie is basically a misunderstanding yeah. <laughs> you know like did it take it's- a little while to hit that point a little bit um, it wasn't until the disc was found at the gym that mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yep, got it. All right, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> and that, that scene is so Cohen's as well, mm-hmm. where they're just going over it. And what was his name? The, uh, the other dude who worked there, not, not, uh, mm-hmm. not Richard Jenkins, who's Ted. Uh, something uh, with an M, M-O-M-O. Yeah, I don't remember. And it's not listed on... <laughs> It's not listed on here. That's ridiculous. (laughs) But either way, yeah, but that dude just constantly saying, I found it on the floor. Like, and it just keeps every Mm -hmm. once in a while in the midst of all this nonsense of of (laughs) 
Chad and Linda like talking over each other about how important this is. It just keeps coming back to yeah. him about I just, it was just lying there on the floor. And then it shows Ted and he starts doing the like, I'm not comfortable with this. And then yeah. back to them and then back to it's on the floor, back to he's not comfortable. Like this whole huge thing that's all about garbage, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like that really is the whole thing is that like they're trying to blackmail him. Essentially, once he screams at mm -hmm. them and calls them morons yeah. and they realize that, like, oh, he's not going to just, like, give us a reward. Yeah. Then they decide it's time to, like, fully blackmail him. <laughs> Despite, you know, it being a CIA analyst. Like, what yeah. are you thinking? You guys work at a gym. This is yeah. ridiculous. Like, you are doing this right now in Linda's tiny apartment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, way, way late at night, her in her, like, pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you guys are going to blackmail the CIA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's Good see how luck. this goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Manolo. Manolo. There you go. Oh, man. That, like, he, I think he's only in that scene. And yes. I love it. I think it his, like, his line is basically just, it was just lying there. <laughs> on the I floor. just found it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So funny. And, like, there's there's tons of, like little threads throughout it that I love like eventually getting paid off uh the main one being Linda's plastic surgery obsession mm -hmm. you know it's like that's the first scene we see with her is her with her doctor who mm -hmm. Jeffrey DeMunn Dale from The Walking Dead I was yeah. like ah yes <laughs> oh I love that guy um but that scene where it's like you're looking at her and you're like what what really yeah. What? And then when you find out that she works at a gym mm -hmm. and she's obsessed with getting the plastic surgery, like, oh, my God, come on. Yeah. Linda. Like, <laughs> oh, geez. But like that whole thing and it being the basis of everything or it's mm -hmm. just like she needs the money because her insurance isn't going to cover it because they're all cosmetic surgeries. Mm -hmm. So she needs money. And this like <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny because like you look at it in in a, like a real movie sense like not to say that this isn't a real movie but like if <laughs> if you were if there was like a real plot happening and not just a bunch of misunderstandings and nonsense the idea of like oh like you want something but you can't afford it and then the opportunity falls into your lap to do it mm -hmm. and it's like just so hysterical that it's like that's what she thinks is happening. Yeah. You know, she thinks that this is a huge opportunity dropped into her lap. And mm -hmm. it's like, in reality, there's no way this ends with you getting anything out of the, like any money out of this, getting your surgeries yeah. paid for. There's absolutely no way that could possibly happen. Right. <laughs> and it Ex does. Except it does. Like, yeah. That is one of my favorite <laughs> things of the whole thing is that it's just blown off right at the end of just like, oh, no, yeah, give it to her. Yes. It's just like, oh, the whole thing has been about this, and it's brushed off at the end as just like, oh, whatever, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Like, that is, that's so, so Cohen's and so funny to me. Like, the, their, their comedic sensibilities match mine so well. Like, mm -hmm. the things that they seem to find funny, I find really fucking funny, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one thread that didn't pay off. Uh-huh. Uh, was when uh, Melkovich was on the boat with his dad. Oh, yeah, that I was... I thought his dad was dead. <laughs> like he was a corpse sitting there with him? Yes, or he had died and Melkovich was droning on for so long he didn't notice. <laughs> that would have been hysterical, honestly. Right, like, that's kind of why I thought it was coming. <laughs> so I was like, that seems like something that, that they might do. Yeah, yeah. 
But then he wheeled him off in the chair. Yeah, that and, that was a little odd. I mean, and I, then the, never heard of again. Yeah, you can't help but wonder, like, considering how meticulous those guys are with the stuff that they do, where it's like, is that a red herring specifically? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like a thing that you maybe whatever. But that was one of the things, like when he was sitting there talking to him, and then it even cuts to him wheeling him off the boat and all that kind of stuff. I, that was the moment I was like, is this taking a little long? To get to the real, like, <laughs> the, the real fun of this movie where things start going really haywire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that would probably be one of the only things I would cut out if, if yeah. it was like, you have to cut something. It would be like, okay, then I guess, yeah, we can, we can lose that dad bit. It doesn't really necessarily do anything. Yeah. I fucking love Francis McDormand in this movie. Mm-hmm. I like, it's, it's so tough because she is so good. <laughs> in in everything yeah you know what i mean and so it's like you got fucking fargo more recently three billboards mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so much she's she's been in a lot of shit and she's been really good for a really long time and this one it just it feels so forgotten like everybody's parts in this like this movie in general feels very <laughs> forgotten and it's just crazy to me. It's a shame because it's fantastic. Like, and just like, just to watch these people fucking like do it. Like we mm-hmm. were talking about Clooney already. He is so good. And like, you can almost like smell the aftershave on that guy. Right. You know, like, it's like for, I don't know what it is, but something about him. As soon as I see him, I'm like, I've met this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at least. You know, maybe not with the, you know, the gun and the martial status, but mm-hmm. this kind of guy mm-hmm. I feel like I've met before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, Brad Pitt is phenomenal <laughs> as Chad. Like the amount of times he is, it just like starts a scene and he is just rocking the fuck out with his <laughs> headphones in. Uh, like there's there's so many of them when he's walking to her apartment down that hallway mm-hmm. with his bike wheel and everything and he's yeah. just like mm, mm, it's so yeah. good <laughs> the moment when he's on the treadmill yeah which i'm, I'm certain was in all the trailers it was where yeah. he's just like mm-hmm. like fist pumping so hard that mm-hmm. one kills me but i honestly think the one in the car the car is where the he's best. in the suit waiting to go sneak <laughs> into someone's house because he's playing spy now yeah but he's still like mm, 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 mm. <laughs> just, yeah, oh this my little God. like in his seat, like shoulder, like <laughs> yeah. wrist dance, shoulder shimmy and stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so 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 funny. But like, on, like I said, everybody fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Linda Litsky might be my favorite Frances McDormand character. She <laughs> is just so funny. Just like everything <laughs> she does, the haircut, mm-hmm. the the just like mannerisms, the voice. Everything is so specific and hilarious. Like, you can't help but feel bad for her. Yeah. Even if she is really the reason that every every bad thing that happens in this movie <laughs> happens. You know what I mean? Like, the only except people... For, except for some of the divorces. Well, yeah, the divorces are all those people's fault. But the body count of this movie is all on Linda. They're the people yes. that she works with. And the only reason they're there is because they're going in there for her. Yep. Like, they are the reasons that, or sorry, she is the reason that they are dead. And it's, like, it's really kind of, I mean, it's impressive to me because I was waiting for it and I almost thought about recording your reaction 
for Brad Pitt's <laughs> big moment there. Um, unfortunately, while we were watching the movie, the sun went down and the room got really dark. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, I have to turn the light on. And then that's obvious. So I couldn't do it because that moment is so like, oh, my good God. Yeah. What? I, <laughs> in, in a uh, movie. Yeah, I, I, part of me didn't believe it at first because I've seen Shutter Island. <laughs> and I was like, no, the gun was on the wall. He's not dead. <laughs> and then he was, and it hit for a second time. It was, it was not a fun moment for well, me. Well, <laughs> real quick though, that shot wasn't to say the gun was on the wall. The shot, when he looks over, the holster's empty. Oh. And that's why he panics is because he realizes like this guy has a gun and he has the gun. Like it's not that he ha he owns a gun mm -hmm. and it's here in the closet. He owns a gun and he clearly has it on his person. I I so must have been writing a, a note because I like I saw the holster but didn't notice that it was empty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why I was like, the gun's in the closet with him. He's okay. <laughs> He's safe. He can get the gun. No. No. He can get shot. Um that is quite possibly the funniest headshot I've ever seen. Like, and that's saying yeah. something because there's <laughs> uh, there's Pulp Fiction when he shoots Marvin in the face on accident, which is like <laughs> also a great moment and everything. But it's 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 Brad Pitt's face, yeah, that like apologetic smile of like I'm sorry yeah. for spooking you, and it just <laughs> boom blows his head off. And it like I was saying, it's impressive to me. That they can do something that, like, shocking and violent and, like, to, to such a lovable character. Know. You know what I mean? And it's so gory. Like, it's really gory. Oh, yeah. And, it, it, like, in a movie that, until then, had been basically just farcical. Like, oh, people are confused and who knows what's happening. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt just gets fucking shot in the face. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God. And it's so impressive that it doesn't completely derail the vibe of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it doesn't bring it down all of a sudden. And now mm -hmm. it's like kind of serious because shit, he's dead now. You know, and and because then you're dealing with George Clooney's reaction. Yes, his like total panic and running down the stairs and then stopping and coming all the way back up <laughs> to see like if it indeed had happened. Um, I loved watching it now. You know, this time, just as soon as he mentioned, I think in that maybe first or second scene that we're in with Clooney, where he talks about how he's never had to discharge mm -hmm. his weapon before. Like watching it this time, as soon as he said that, I was like. Oh, you know what? I don't even know if I've ever noticed that. He said that, that he, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> I've, I've never thought of it that way where it's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, this is the one time he's ever used it is because this fucking moron <laughs> broke into this house and like an idiot hid in the closet upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like the worst idea possible. <laughs> and the way that, and I think that also helps, like, uh, helps you not be like, what the fuck, uh, Harry? You know, Clooney's yeah. <laughs> character because he he explains how, you know, like, oh, it's muscle memory. You know, yeah. like you, you just do it without thinking because you're protecting someone or you're protecting something or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you kind and his panic yeah. <laughs> is just like ah, 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 <laughs> running downstairs. You're just like, oh, my God, you feel for that guy, even though the other guy is the one who just got shot in the face. <laughs> you know, like it's it's wild, but it's. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't have felt for Harry as much if it wasn't George Clooney. True. I mean, that's another huge thing, too. Like, <laughs> he has that just effortless charm 
that you're like, okay, like he could probably play a really horrible person in a movie. And I'd be like, well, <laughs> it's not that bad, I guess. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, we mentioned the the, <laughs> the, the dildo chair that Clooney <laughs> builds in this movie. Like that reveal yeah. is so, so perfect because of all of the scenes they've shown of him, you know, buying shit at like Home Depot and like mm -hmm. leaving with it and clearly somebody watching him mm -hmm. and then him in the basement like fucking arc welding and shit <laughs> while you know it's like oh what are you doing on there mystery man and like oh what's he doing what's he doing and then it's like yeah. oh it's a it's a dildo chair yeah you <laughs> sit in it it rocks and the dildo yeah. pops up it's like he saw it in a in like an adult magazine and was like i could build that for way cheaper yeah <laughs> and what's so funny is that that specifically is a like is an anecdote from one of the like grips on one of the early coen brothers movies is <laughs> like one of the guys like that was his reasoning for doing it too he built something similar to that like they didn't i don't i don't know how similar to yeah, that if thing it, was it really a dildo was chair or, yeah or what it was yeah. but it was like a similar thing where it's like saw it in a magazine and was like i could fucking build that yeah why would i pay four hundred dollars for something that's gonna cost me like a hundred bucks in supplies so, like, the idea that, like, <laughs> just of all the things for this movie to contain mm -hmm. is <laughs> just, oh, just unbelievable. I, I, and her reaction. Yes. Frances McDormand's was... just the, that's fantastic. <laughs> like, holy shit. It's, it's, honestly, it's so tough to try and go through the plot of this movie. It really it's impossible. Is. It's yeah. just, like, a case of, like, jumping around mm -hmm. and talking about all the bits that are just so goddamn perfect <laughs> oh for the initial drop off of the cd with melkovich mm -hmm. oh oh when brad pitt goes and he meets him yes shows up in a suit on his bike yes. <laughs> melkovich watching him in like the rearview mirror rolling up on his bike like oh my god are you kidding me i love and and in that scene, and then also later as well, I love his reluctance to wear a suit. Like, oh, I gotta wear a suit. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, he's so hysterical with that. And I was reading that the like wardrobe designer was like, it is fucking impossible to make Brad Pitt look bad in a suit. <laughs> so it was literally, it was like, it was just a very poorly fit suit. Mm -hmm. And they gave him what they said was like the ugliest tie we could find to try to make him look bad. Because yeah. it's like, it's just impossible. You put Brad Pitt in a suit and it's like amazing. Yeah. Despite the goofy ass hair that he had. Yes. Which I also read inspired by a Brad Pitt commercial he was in that he had, <laughs> he, that he like got his hair done and they fucked it up oh, no. <laughs> and so Cohen brothers knew of that somehow <laughs> however it was and they were like oh he should have horrible frosted hair yeah where it's just like it's like it's you like missed Ziba stripe yeah so whoever was doing it just full-on missed where they were supposed to do it so good um that whole scene when he meets with malkovich is one of my favorites like <laughs> brad pitt pretending he knows what he's doing mm -hmm. as like uh, as though he's on the same level yeah. <laughs> as Malkovich in this scene where it's like <laughs> he's a CIA analyst. <laughs> he knows everything you're doing like he, there, there's nothing you could possibly do even if you were trained probably mm -hmm. and you are so far from trained <laughs> in how to do this the like the idiotic like 
squinting he was doing to try to look tough mm -hmm. <laughs> so adorable in the way that he like forgets to do it a couple of times so yeah. he has to like oh, ooh, yeah. oh it's like <laughs> nobody's buying this <laughs> and uh and and i like the the name that he gives him of mr black mm -hmm. meet joe black was one of brad pitt's earlier <laughs> movies like you can't help but think that that was on purpose yeah especially if they wrote it for him yeah. um and then that fucking line when when Malkovich talks about like your head will be spinning faster than the wheels on that Schwinn bicycle <laughs> you think that's a Schwinn <laughs> like, that might be my favorite Brad Pitt line from the movie just like <laughs> like you are so like not paying attention to what you need to be paying attention to yeah. like, like he is warning you so much that like what you're doing is a felony and a federal crime mm. and all of that. And then his, his the thing that he focuses on is that he thinks his bike is a Schwinn. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, <laughs> dude, come on. Oh, my God. But then he gets out without any money. And <laughs> Linda pulls up, asks him, where's the money? And his response, that's my favorite <laughs> Brad Pitt line from the movie. It's just, like, he hit me. <laughs> oh, yeah, where's the money? He didn't give it to me. <laughs> like, uh, oh God, man! It's it's like it's 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 really tough. Like I said, to to go through it. Like it's something where you really have to watch it and just watch this madness unfold mm -hmm. and, and and how every <laughs> stupid choice leads to the next stupid choice leads to the next like misunderstanding leads to the next thing. Is like uh, Clooney being followed the whole movie mm -hmm. is like. Were like were you? I mean, I'm sure you were, because even I forgot what it really was. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Was... I was like, "What is this?" I'm sure you were thrown too. Like, there's someone really following him. Mm -hmm. Like, he's clearly actually being followed. Yeah. But what is it? Like, did you think it might have been something real, or were you like, "It has to be I mean, zany. It there was... has to be something to this." I, uh, I for a while thought that it was like it might be something like legit. Mm-hmm. And then as it got further on, I started like wavering on that, like maybe this might be like less uh, important than it seems. Yeah. Or like <laughs> this might be like a PI, mm -hmm. you know? Well, because as soon as it was happening, it made me think of um, Big Lebowski. When he's getting followed by that guy, I think in the VW Bug, and he eventually like runs him down and like tries yeah. to get his attention, and it's a PI who's been following him mm -hmm. for the big Lebowski or whatever, yeah. you know, where he's just like, "What? What is this?" And like that was the vibe I got from it too. Like, oh yeah, he's being followed. So mm -hmm. someone, and I had completely forgotten what it was. And that dude, oh my god, what is his name? Because I'm pretty certain know. that was Stuart. It it is, yeah, Stuart from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Kevin Sussman. Mm -hmm. uh but the guy from tuckman marsh uh he he, uh, he steals that scene and has that great line easily where he where Clooney finally chases him down and he's like who are you who are you with he's like tuckman marsh your name is tuckman marsh no i'm with tuckman marsh what is that a law firm no we're a rock band of course we're a law firm <laughs> like it's it's not necessarily like the most original line in the history mm -hmm. of the movies but it's the way that he does it like yeah. the fact that he's on the ground being like pummeled by Clooney 
<laughs> he still has the wherewithal to throw that line out there. I love it. Yeah. And just like the reveal like, that like he's been divorced, you idiot. Yeah. And, and and I love like that he he gets all sad about it and starts like walking away like oh oh my god. And he's like it happens to everybody. Grow up. <laughs> Such a good line. But like I honestly when it happened I was like oh my goodness that's right. Like what a great little twist there where it's mm-hmm. like he's been cheating on his wife the whole movie. And he's, like, gonna divorce her to be with Tilda Swinton, but he's clearly wishy-washy on that. And he's already fucking a bunch of other people anyway, so, Mm -hmm. you know, doubtful that he would commit to it at all. And then for it to be like, oh, no, his wife is divorcing him as well. (laughs) Uh, I thought that's a great twist on that little thing. And in a similar vein, I loved that moment when, uh, when Malkovich and that other guy are sitting and talking and the guys are watching him. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, this guy's looking at you this whole time. And he goes up to him and the like sneaky way to serve him his papers. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Princeton, right? What, what's the name again? And what is it? Osborne, right? Osborne I, I, I kept Cox. wanting to write Oswald. And then it's like, no, 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 no. It's Osborne. But yeah, Osborne Cox. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. You've been served. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the witness. We're out of here. Yeah. Like, served, I love it. Witness. Yeah, then he just leaves. I loved it. Um, And dude, Malkovich. Holy shit. Like, I was reading somewhere. I mean, there's just, like, I don't have everything all put together in the same place. But uh, (laughs) but the, the, I think it said something where it's like, there's like 80 or so fucks in the movie. Mm. And I think it said Malkovich has like 60 of them. Sounds about right. Yeah, it just makes sense. He calls everyone a fuck or a fucker. And Mm. that one. Fuck you. Fuck this. Yeah, I love I love the bit when he kicks Brad Pitt out of the car after punching him. And he's like, you fucker. And he's like, you're the fucker. No, you fucker. And then Litsky runs into the back of his car and he's just like, ah, fuck. You fucker. Like he's just constant fucking fuckers out of him. And he has such a great angry delivery, mm-hmm. you know, that like makes all of that work so well. Where oh, you're yeah. just like this fucking guy, dude. Like you, you can't help but not feel bad because he's such a pretentious asshole. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, he is surrounded by morons who are fucking with him for no reason mm-hmm. and making this like incredibly difficult time in his life. You know, like he just quit the CIA because they were going to demote him because he has a drinking problem. (laughs) Uh, Another great line. The drinking problem? You're a Mormon. Next to you, we all have drinking problems. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so he's, you know, he quits his job so he doesn't get severance or anything. And his wife is divorcing him and she changed the locks and put all his shit on the stairs. And like everything is, yeah, everything (laughs) is going horribly wrong for this guy. And also... These two fucking gym idiots, like, are calling and bothering him about shit that he doesn't even know why they have it or how they have it or what they plan to do with it or anything like that. And I think that, like, total confusion is what makes those scenes with J.K. Simmons work so well because he just, like, personifies the feeling that that everyone has. Yeah. When you're watching the movie, like the one fucking line that just kills me, even though it's like there's nothing really all that special about it, is just the why the fuck would they go to the Russians? Yeah, because it's like that is literally that's the first question you have when that scene starts when mm-hmm. they're like, hold on, we have another plan, and they go to the Russian embassy, and it's like, why? Yeah, what do you think is gonna happen here? Like, why are you so willing to commit treason essentially? Like, if yeah. if, if this is what you think it is. 
you're committing serious treason. Mm -hmm. And, like, on top of not understanding the gravity of that, like, in and of itself, I also love that Linda is constantly like, I have a date. Yeah. Like, she plans to commit treason and then later go on a date. And that, like, yeah. like it's like it's not a big deal or anything like that. Like It's just oh another God. day. It's just, just something, one more thing to get her closer to her dream <laughs> of cosmetic <laughs> surgery. And then I think the most, like, uh, bad way to put it. I was going to say sad sack, but I don't think I would put it in that way. But just, like, <laughs> I just could not help but feel the worst for Richard Jenkins. Ted, mm -hmm. the manager, where it's like you you can tell from ugh. the moment he comes on screen and is talking to her that he loves her. Yes, that he, he does. just wants nothing more than to just for Linda to see him as someone to like date. Mm -hmm. And she's just such an idiot, and he yep. deserve he he deserves so much better. He really does. But you feel for him anyway because it's just <laughs> like, oh, dude, just oh, don't. Oh, you poor guy. And yeah. then for it to wind up being that he gets killed <laughs> for breaking into Ozzy's house again to try to get more information <laughs> because she thinks that the Russians kidnapped Chad because Harry shot him <laughs> in Oswald's house and then dumped the body in the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. At which point the CIA agent that's following Harry <laughs> finds the body and nobody knows who it is so they burn it like the fact that all of that is you know what I mean is like just one thing to the next thing to the next thing connecting all of these characters mm -hmm. in this just complete nonsense is so 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 much fun at least to me like oh, to yeah. watch it unfold is so goddamn funny yeah and like God, there's no no reason for Ted to go to that house nope. to like get more information. Like, no. You didn't have information in the first place. You didn't like the look of it. <laughs> yeah, like oh go my back God. to being that Ted. I literally there were at least two or three notes of mine that were just oh poor Ted. Oh yeah, I wrote, here's one. God, poor Ted. <laughs> <laughs> poor Ted, just trying to tell her how he feels. Mm-hmm. Poor Ted, he deserves better than this dipshit, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ted. That, that, that was, was when the he, end. That was the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, like, so crazy. And, and like, I love that that is, like, that that is where the movie part ends. And it's just J.K. Simmons and the other guy in the office <laughs> until the end of the movie there. Where it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? <laughs> well, no, there, there was a brief over. scene because... She met with George Clooney one more time. Oh, in the park. In the park. Yes. And she was telling him about where Chad went, the exact address. <laughs> yeah, and he realized. Who do you work for? And started yeah. freaking out. Who are you? I'm Linda Litsky. That That is like the, <laughs> that, like, obviously, like I had said, I loved so much of her performance. And especially that fucking laugh of when the, like this the worst joke possible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so funny, but that moment, that like just like pure smile and complete ignorance, yeah. as to what he could possibly be talking about, <laughs> of like, oh, do you work for? And getting in her face and everything, and just I'm Linda Litsky. Like, oh god, she's so perfect, so so good, so funny. Because then, then she's he, in the car and the agents all surround yes. her. Yeah. And then I think is that final moment with Ozzy and Ted. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into yes. <laughs> that like final meeting or whatever, <laughs> which is so perfect. There, yeah. 
And like I had said, like that ending, the the whole movie leading up to that ending is is like the longest <laughs> shaggy dog <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? Where it's like you got to explain mm-hmm. all of this nonsense, and you're like, what does any of this have to do with anything else? And you're just waiting for it, and then to find out that like the CIA director just wants nothing to do with any of this. It's just like, this is such a monumental clusterfuck of people doing shit that nobody knows why. And like, that's like my favorite bits of that is just like, why? And like, we are, uh, we're not sure uh, about that. We're a little fuzzy on that. Like, why would they be doing this? Who is the Russians and what? Oh my God. And it's just like, the fact that the movie kind of at that moment lets you in like, yeah, no, you were never you were never yeah. going to figure it out. There was never yeah. a moment where you're supposed to be like, OK, yeah, <laughs> it's that it was all just nonsense. And I mean, J.K. Simmons like foreshadows that in the his like first scene where he's tells him like report back to me. I don't know, I don't know. when it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, his his lines are so 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 perfect that that last uh, actually oh no that wasn't that last the last bit but uh, <laughs> when they're talking about um, <laughs> I think it's Malkovich I forget but the the just <laughs> what's his clearance level three oh okay no biggie yeah <laughs> it's just like it's not a problem somebody got killed something else you know what i mean yeah. like there was a body it was dumped in the bay this and that but in the end we burned it <laughs> like yeah. oh god no burn the body get yeah. rid of that <laughs> like all of that stuff but the fact that it's like what's his clearance level oh it's just three okay forget it then we're good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i loved i uh, just looking at the notes that i have this is also like such a great moment of like the like the the real like I don't want to say reveal because that makes it seem like it was like a secret the whole time, but like <laughs> just the great, like uh, the, the, the period on the sentence of like, this is, <clears throat> this is essentially like a spy movie populated by people who think they know what they're doing because they've watched spy movies <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because Linda's line, when she's talking to Ted and he's like, Oh, oh my God, you don't know where Chad is like, Oh geez. Like well, Linda, what have you gotten yourself into and all that? And her response of just give me 24 hours. And he <laughs> says, to what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, to what? What are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's all she keeps saying is like, give me 24 hours. It's like, you don't even have a plan. Yeah. You just know that in this situation, somebody's supposed to ask, just give me 24 hours to get this figured out. Like, yeah. what could you possibly figure out, you dope? Yeah. You true dope. <laughs> and instead of figuring it out, she gets Ted killed. Yeah, exactly. Well, th- I think that's like the the saddest part of that thing is that like she says that she wants more information, but she doesn't like she doesn't tell Ted to get it. This is true. And she also I don't feel like she's smart enough to like to have said that in order to make him, mm-hmm. you know, like to, to try to sneakily do it. Like she no chance. Yeah. <laughs> so it was literally just Ted on his own. Like, oh, this is what she needs. So I'll do it for her. Like, mm-hmm. no, Ted. Don't. Oh, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite bits, because uh, Tilda Swinton, so good in this. I, mm-hmm. I think she's so fantastic in like everything. But this specifically, uh, she's so good at playing a bitch. Oh yeah, but I loved <laughs> the the callback joke about that when George Clooney and his wife are driving home and they're like, "Oh, mm. why do we visit them?" And he's like, "She's not so bad." And his wife is like, "She's a cold, stuck-up bitch." Mm-hmm. And then later, when Ozzy and well, I mean, now I've totally forgotten their fucking it, Katie. 
Ozzy and Katie are talking, Malkovich and Swinton, mm -hmm. and he says something about them. Or no, 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 it's Clooney and her. That's right. Yes. And he says something about like, oh, you know, she's she's a good girl though, and she's mm -hmm. like, oh, she's a cold, stuck-up bitch. <laughs> it's like they're both <laughs> saying the same thing about each other. It's so good, but something that I find hysterical that I don't know if it like when it happened, I was like, oh my god, I I don't know how I've never noticed or thought about this, but it's just such a funny like movie long joke that doesn't really call attention to itself uh but like this time watching it i totally was like oh my god there's something great about that like <clears throat> she is so kind of like horrible mm -hmm. tilda swinton like she's clearly such a bitch and like that moment when she's like i do not hammer as she's hammering on the table mm -hmm. and everything like she's clearly <laughs> really controlling and selfish and kind of mean <laughs> in yeah. certain ways and everything and the whole movie like every once in a while there'd be a little bit of a like talk about her job where she would talk about like a patient or she'd be on the phone and talk about like you know blood pressure or something whatever mm -hmm. it is yeah, yeah. so you got a gist of what she did but they never really went into it at all uh -huh. and then one of those last scenes you see that she's a pediatrician yeah. <laughs> like she's a pediatrician <laughs> the way she treats that kid like if you don't open your mouth you're gonna have your mother step out and you and me are gonna have a talk about this like <laughs> the worst pediatrician possible Seriously. And that's like, I never really like laughed at that joke before. It never really hit me. <laughs> or it's like, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> She's a pediatrician. <laughs> Holy shit. There's something so funny about that to me. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> Linda's insistence on calling the Russian ambassador Mr. Krabkin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's clear. That clearly wasn't his name. It, it's like, it's Kropotkin. Mm -hmm. And they clearly say it like every time when she like calls the embassy or goes into the meeting with him. And it's like, yes, this is Kropotkin. And then when she calls, she's like, Mr. Krabkin, Mr. Krabkin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the super American has no idea what she's talking about. Yeah. Like can't even try to pronounce a Russian name correctly because that's so outside yeah. of her like mental abilities <laughs> to be like, am I saying it wrong? Like, yeah really bad <laughs> uh, you're like missing an entire syllable <laughs> yeah I, I love that stuff that ending scene with jk simmons yeah yeah and, uh -huh. and the other guy right 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 uh that like him explaining it was so good like the the series of events and you know the events after what we saw of, yeah yeah of of, of uh ozzy attacking ted yes, and killing him in the with, street yeah with a like axe <laughs> yeah, or like a hatchet. hatchet yeah yeah but yeah i mean <laughs> that on, was insane <laughs> on wikipedia they they at least go through it enough that i can sort of remember it and whatnot but i just love that he's like yep uh so he killed the manager of the gym in the street mm -hmm. uh and uh our man saw it happening and uh, intervened and uh shot him and J.K. Simmons is just like, is he dead? And he's like, uh, no. And he's like, oh, yeah. like, God, how could he not be dead? That would be so easy. And it's just like, no, 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 no. I mean, he, he is in a coma, though. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's probably not, not going to. Yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, not looking good. He's probably not going to pull through. Um, and then I loved the bit about Harry, about Clooney's character. It was just like, uh, yeah, we have him. Uh, he's in custody at, you know, the <laughs> airport or whatever. He was trying to board a flight to uh, Venezuela. And we're uh, not sure why. Really? You're not sure why? Like, <laughs> we don't have extradition with Venezuela. Oh, oh, right. Uh, so uh, what should we do? 
put him on the next fucking plane to Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> like, he so doesn't want to deal with it. Like, get him out of here. Yeah. As far away, he's clearly never going to come back. So. Yeah, just let him <laughs> just go. Just let him go. Who gives a shit? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the, like, the most, like, brilliant, I mean, in a similar way, just, like, the movie-long joke where she's been trying to get this stupid fucking surgery. Mm-hmm. The whole movie has all been about getting the money to get her goddamn surgeries. And they're just like, so uh, we have her. We picked her up. Um, she says that she'll sit on it uh, if we just pay for some surgeries. He's like, how much? And they're like, well, it's actually uh, a few different. And he's like, fuck it, just pay it. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even let him say it. He's just like, just do it. It's fine. Yeah. She's good. She's paid off. Everyone's dead or gone or who yeah. gives a shit. <laughs> and just that that whole little ending speech of just like, what do we learn here? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, oh, not I guess we learn not to do, do it, it again. again. <laughs> Whatever the fuck we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just closing the file. Zoom out. It's <laughs> over. It. Just all of this shit happened. And in the end, nothing happened. Yeah. And like, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I've, I've definitely run into people or talked to people or whatever where the lack of an actual like ending or plot line or, you know, all that kind of stuff is just like a real hindrance, you know, where mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, I just can't get into it. I just can't, you know, feel satisfied after a movie like that where yeah. nothing happens really or whatever. <laughs> I can't think of a more satisfying ending to a movie where it's just like, it's just so succinctly put of like, what the fuck even was all of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so perfect. And again, like you, like you had said, uh, I don't think anybody could have done that as good as, as JK Simmons. Like no. he has such a great, like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the expression, the tone in his voice, yeah. the whole thing. He's so, so good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> what was that for again? That, was, oh, that, that he's not Ozzie pull was through? shot. No, that Ozzy was shot. He, oh, right. Good. Oh, good. Is he dead? Is, is he dead? <laughs> he's in a coma. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's That's so what good. made the, like, turn around to, like, the disappointment, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. better. Yeah, like, He was so excited about it. Like, oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, like, all right. One more end tied up. <laughs> oh, man. But, like, truthfully, of... All of the movies that we've done on this show, this is the one that I would tell people, like, immediately, as soon as you can, mm-hmm. watch this movie. If you have not seen this movie, and if, if I mean, obviously, we've sort of ruined it if, yeah. if you haven't. Um, but but if, it's still like, worth it's, the watch to see God, the performances. Exactly. That's, like, that is the biggest thing, too, is, like, so much of this I knew ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Because of having seen it before. So even the stuff that is like not shocking anymore, you know, where it's like, <laughs> I, I know he's building the dildo chair and I know Brad Pitt gets shot in the face and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> even knowing it's coming mm-hmm. does not stop it from being hilarious. And uh, like it's and it, like it considering that we've like barely really discussed the like the plot and how it moves from yeah. thing to thing it's like it might, might might as well be a brand new movie to you yeah if you're watching it after <laughs> listening to this you don't fucking know what we're talking about <laughs> we were all over the place yeah but like it's just it's so goddamn good and really honestly like some of the best performances these people have given absolutely they're so good it, it's on prime video Yes, so just immediately just watch it. it. It's so fucking You fun. know you have Amazon Prime anyways. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, that's week one of uh, Ensemble Movie <laughs> Month. And I'm, I'm definitely psyched because we've got some some sweet ones in the pipeline that, I, that we've been kind of waiting to see and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So 
definitely definitely excited to keep going and i yes. think we'll I, I, like i think <clears throat> next week we'll probably have a, a a little more of a classic episode because neither of us has seen the movie that we're thinking of and so yes. we'll probably have to go over it a little bit more and <laughs> hopefully it won't be as you know labyrinthine as this one is in <laughs> we'll terms see. of yeah yeah really we don't know so we'll see but uh we got some some good stuff coming up i'm so excited <laughs> but uh i believe that will wrap it up here for popcorn for dinner for this week this is jeff and kelly appearances can be deceptive <laughs>